Blog Talk Radio. She's just a girl and she's She's just a girl and she's on fire Hotter than a fantasy Lonely like a highway She's living in a world and it's on fire Filled with catastrophe But she knows she can fly away Welcome to Money Matters with your host, Chastity A. Wells. I am super fired up about this evening, guys, um, and I love that song by Alicia Keys. I always want to let it play the entire time, but um, I do understand it's just an intro. But um, welcome to the show here, guys. Welcome to Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. I am super excited about our show this evening. I'm excited about 2016, and it's like our sweet 16, and Everything that it has in store for us, we have an awesome lineup this evening and actually for the rest of the month. Um, Because it is tax season, um, I'm a person who really, really, really pays attention to, you know, the market and what people are doing during that time. And with it actually being tax time, I know people are getting refunds, people are doing a lot of different things with their money. And so what better thing to talk about during tax time? Than people's credit, getting our credit restored, um, finding out if we need to be paying these old people that we owe, what's the right thing to do with our money to continue to build financial legacies for our families. So that's what we're going to be talking about this evening, and I'm super excited about doing this show here because this is one of the hot topics in the uh, community that a lot of people love talking about or listening to. Um, you know, a little bit more than just insurance and other things like that, just because typically during this time people are trying to purchase cars, homes, and different things like that. And um, 
So I think this is really relevant during this time. But let's talk about, um, if this is your first time, welcome to the show. Um, just to give you a brief intro on who I am and what, why do I have this platform to be doing this um, other than just paying blog talk for my time, right? <laughs> so I'm actually a licensed insurance agent. I've, I've actually been licensed for a little over five years Um I had started insurance in the state of Ohio, my home state, actually, after I moved from my hometown, Cleveland, to Columbus, Ohio. Um, I was looking at the time just to really reinvent myself in a business structure after I left my corporate job um, and had done some things in school and was just kind of looking for something to do. I thought I was going to go into real estate and be this big guru in real estate, but during that time, it was right after the big uh, crash in the market. So it just wasn't really promising for me. Um, insurance kind of opened up for me. And since I had lost both of my grandparents, along with a very close uncle of mine, um, and people that I do know, um, I understood the importance of insurance, but I had never even thought about it as a platform to be able to speak to my people and really be able to minister to people. So when I'm speaking of my people, I'm speaking of more than just like people are melanated like myself, but people who from the same socioeconomic status of lower to middle income um, as well, because I come from Cleveland, Ohio, um, a blue-collar family, a very hardworking family. I'm very proud of them. Um, but I understand the importance of insurance and what it was actually able to do for my family and just moving forward. So that was the direction that, you know, God kind of moved me in, the universe kind of moved me in, and that's what I um, set out to do. Um, and because I love helping people, it just became a platform for me just to have something to converse with people about and help them with their financial matters as well as their insurance. So that's what I've been doing. I've actually been a field underwriter, um, helping people with mortgage protection, final expense, and many other things. But because I've been doing it as long as I've been doing it, um, it has kind of elevated me to being a financial expert in the industry and um, speaking with other people as far as, you know, when I'm speaking with people about their insurance, trust come up, people credit come up. There's a lot of different things that come up when you're when I'm speaking with someone about their insurance because all finance actually goes together. Unfortunately, this is not something that's taught in our schools. So it's just something I've become a crusader about. And so that's that's where we're at. That's that's how I birthed it. And so I'm licensed in multiple states, um, including the state that I'm in now of uh, Georgia. So I am licensed in multiple states to be able to help um, additional people. I've actually helped um, build an agency and help other people help other people. So I definitely feel like I do have a pretty strong leg to stand on and a pretty firm foundation and background to stand on. So that is who I am. Um, definitely you're able to, um, I'm sure if you found out about me, it was either through Instagram or Facebook or something like that, but my name is Chastity A. Wells. Um, you're also able to visit me online at ChastityAWells.com. All right, so, boom, enough about me. So tonight, guys, I just really wanted to talk about, like I said, credit and getting your credit repair because I knew with it being tax time, People are purchasing cars. I'm seeing stuff on Instagram where people are purchasing cars without no credit. Um, and I understand the type of things that happen when you're getting um, cars, excuse me, and you don't have any credit or if you have a bad credit score. Um, 
there's a lot of advertising during this time. There's a lot of that stuff going on. And so, like I said, because I've become a crusader in finance for the lower to middle income people, it became like a passion for me, like a light bulb, like, aha, I need to talk to people about this and bring someone onto the platform. Um, because I've been working in finance for some time, um, I have had the opportunity to work with some really, really great leaders in the um, credit restoration business um, and really be able to network with a lot of great people. I know if you know my story at all, um, I was doing it at one point, but I really, really wanted to focus on just my insurance and helping people in that one platform, but still holding on to the relationships of great people that I met because the service really, really, really did help people. So um, that's what we're focusing on. So I really wanted to pick out someone that I knew that had my heart, a heart to serve, a heart that really cared about people, um, not just going to get on the platform that I bring up and not really, um, you know, edify the people or make sure people are taken care of because there are enough hooks and crooks out here that's taking money from our people. There's enough people out here that's saying, hey, I'm going to hook you up and I'm going to do your credit and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, and they don't do it. Um, so I didn't want to bring that. This is my platform. I pay for this show, okay? So I'm a firm believer in whoever um, I'm sowing money into and this is my platform, then it's my name on the line and I need to make sure that their heart is right. Not only is their heart right, but is their company legit? Is their company real? Are they real? How long have they been doing what they're doing? Um, so all of those things are very important along with um, how many people they're actually helping um, and moving in the community. So um, when I'm bringing this person on, please understand that this is actually um, a leader in the industry. Um, she's helped a lot of people with their credit um, because of her background and what she does, but I don't want to steal her thunder, so I'm going to let her tell you what she does. But um, she definitely has helped a lot of people because of it, and um, I know she's been in the networking industry for some time and just being a business owner for some time. So I'm super proud of her. I'm super proud of her efforts and just being blessed to know who this woman is because this woman, this woman is on fire. This girl is on fire. <laughs> this girl is on fire. So I want to bring to the front of the phone call, um, I want to bring Cheryl to the call. Um, Cheryl, if you don't mind, after I mute you here, I want you to be able to say a little bit about who you are and um, introduce yourself to the people because you are truly, truly, truly on fire. Hold on one second, Cheryl. I, I want to clap for you real quick, real quick. <laughs> I had to show you some love, Cheryl. So uh, oh if you don't mind, can you hear me? I can hear you, Chef. Thank you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Isn't that funny? I started clapping. I, I wanted to clap for you, but I wanted to make sure everybody could hear you. So I was like, forget it. Let me just press an applause clip for us all. But go ahead and take it away and let them know who you are Um just a little bit more. I didn't want to steal your thunder. And then after that, we can just kind of have a conversation from there. 
Okay, great. Hey, Cassidy. Hey, everybody. Um, it's me, Shirley Stevens. Um, Cassidy, I was actually going to say the same thing about you. This girl is on fire, meaning you are on fire because this radio show is really, really a blessing, and you you are truly a blessing to everybody. We appreciate you. But um, my name is Shirley Stevens, like I said, and um, the pleasure to be here. I appreciate uh, Chastity for inviting me on to the to the show. And um, just to tell you a little bit about myself and my background, I am, um, you know, I, I, I wear a few different hats, so I'll just share a little bit with you. Um, I do have um, a job where I work for a state agency here in Massachusetts, and I'm a housing coordinator. So I help homeowners um, in all of my, my jobs, I help homeowners. So that's um, obviously a passion for me. Um, I do uh, intake and outreach for a state agency for homeowners that are of lower uh, or moderate income that need repairs done to their homes and can't afford to do it. So that's, that's really my, my, day, my day gig. <laughs> and then I also do real estate. I'm a real estate agent in Massachusetts. I've been a real estate agent for um, almost 10 years. And I, I really, really enjoy it, which is why I'm still an agent. And um, because I'm a real estate agent working with sellers, working with buyers, working with renters, I just thought, thought it appropriate when um, the credit uh, business came my way, I thought it appropriate that I was able to help more buyers, more sellers, and more renters to um, realize their dream so, of home ownership. So uh, that's, uh, that's my story. And... Um, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Definitely a very powerful story. And that's, you know, majority of the reason that I just absolutely just love your heart because you do what you do and you just show up so authentic in who you are. So, and I'm sure the callers can hear that even in your voice. And so that's what just resonates with me because you'll just make it sound like, well, that's what I do. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you're helping people from being kicked out of their homes. That's big. That's more than just what you do. And then you're helping people get into homes and fix their credit. So it's like I love that. I love, love, love that and just your mission and what you're doing. So I thank you so much for taking this time this evening to be able to speak to the viewing audience um, in regards to credit and some of the things that we should be thinking about during this tax refund time. That's right. So let's jump right into it here. Um, so I just want had a couple questions that I wanted to kind of talk to you about, and you can kind of just express, you know, as depth in depth as you wanted to um, into the information, um, or as little. It's all good. Um, we can just kind of go from there. Um, now, when we're talking about credit, uh, what is credit? Because, you know, sometimes people just say, well, they don't have any credit or I don't need credit. You know, what is credit? Maybe we should talk about what is credit so we can first define it to figure out if we really do need it. Absolutely, and, and you're absolutely right. I come across people all the time that say, you know, oh, I don't have any credit. I just pay for, you know, everything with cash, and, and that's how they do it. Um, but basically, um, that's not always the best thing to do. Um, sooner or later in your life, you're going to need credit. And simply put, uh, credit is basically a credit score is just a number that reflects your risk level to a lender. Um, the higher the number, the lower the risk, for instance. Um, if you're going to a bank and you want to, you know, buy a, a car or a house, um, the lower the credit score, the, the higher you're going to have, uh, you're going to be uh, risky for the bank to lend money mm. to. 
So you want to have a credit, a good credit score, so that the lender will look at you and say, wow, you know, they pay their bills on time. We we can lend them money. Mm. So that's that's it, simply put. Mm, okay. Wow. So um, you're saying the lower the score is, the higher the risk. Um, so a person with bad credit, what are the credit score ranges? What do they range from? Like it can range from it, three. 350 all the way up to in the 800s. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a big that's a big difference. So if a person is like at 375, they're not going to get the same thing as a person who shows up with a 750 or 850. They're not going to get the same thing. They're they're not going to get if they get anything, it's going to be at an astronomical uh interest rate, and that's what we try to avoid. Whew. So we want people yeah. to build their credit and, you know, we try to give them different ways in order to do that. Mm, okay. All right. Definitely. Um, and so I hear sometimes um, out here in the marketplace people are talking about, like, a FICO score. I know now during, you know, tax season they're promoting, you know, your FICO score, your FICO score, pull your FICO score from here, get your FICO score from there. What is that? Right. Uh, so basically what a FICO score is, is, is simply it's a it's a credit score, and it's developed by FICO, which um, FICO, everybody wants to always know what FICO stands for. It stands for Fair Credit, Fair, Fair Isaac Corporation. And basically it's a company, company that specializes in um, predictive analytics. For instance, mm. they, they simply take information and analyze it to, to predict what's likely to happen. Fair Isaac Corporation FICO score. Folks that are looking for homes are often going to hear, you know, what's your FICO score? You know, I ask people that all the time. What is your credit score? I mean, I just say credit mm. score is just easier. Um, mm-hmm. But that's simply what a FICO score is. Fair Isaac Corporation is what the acronym is for, and it's developed um, in order to uh, predict what, what's going to happen with you. Wow. You know what? And and listening to you say it, and I appreciate that and just really breaking that down in, in a very simplistic way. But listening to that, uh, it puts me in mind of the field that I'm in, in insurance, um, because I actually have to do underwriting. So I can't ask someone, like, what's your underwriting score, Cheryl? But as I'm talking to you and I'm ga- gaining information from you, I'm able to tell what that score is going to really be based on your medicines you're taking, how overweight you are, different things like that. So I definitely do get it. It's like an underwriting process. Um, this score is is how they're coming up with if they're going to give us a loan or not, right? Absolutely. That's absolutely, that's absolutely correct. Good Lord. So it's pretty serious. So, I mean, this is just as important um, for us to know as it is um, on how much prescriptions our doctors are giving us, it sounds like, because this really does impact us for the rest of our lives. Absolutely. And and you mentioned doctors and prescriptions, and and I'll say this, um, credit is, is, your credit score is like a vital sign. Uh, It follows you everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're going to need credit to do whatever. You're going to need credit to uh, rent an apartment. You're going to need credit uh, sometimes to get a job, uh, mm-hmm. to buy a home, um, mm-hmm. to do all sorts of things. If you want to go, if you're getting a new home and, and you know, you want to furnish that home, you need credit to buy your furniture. So mm-hmm. uh, to turn on your utilities, it, it follows you everywhere. You cannot get away from it. Oh my goodness. And 
And that's the absolute truth. And I even appreciate you even bringing up that point because the reality is um, with me being in insurance, um, that same credit score is looked at. And a lot of times people will say, well, why are you guys asking me this or um with certain products that I have, we not only are we looking at your credit score, we're also looking at your driving record. Um, and those have underwriting, you know, credit scores and different things like that with them as well. So um, that is very, very true. There's, like, really no way of getting around it um, because it does affect how much your people are going to pay for auto insurance and a lot of different things. Um, or whether an insurance company like that I work with, uh, for life insurance or one of the annuities, you'll get a decline. Mm. So, yeah, so that that's really big, too. Um, well, let me oof. just add to that. Um, you know, people, you know, I talk to, as you know, and, and you do, too, talk to people all the time about mm-hmm. different situations, different personal situations. And one thing I will say is, uh, in my experience, Many people, not all people, but many people don't think about their credit score and what it is until they want something. So when when it's time for them to get that car, they think about the credit score. When they go get when they go to the car dealer and they get that decline, they think about the credit score. When they go to the mortgage um, company to get a home, they think about the credit score if, if it's low. But before that, and that's why I love doing this because. Um, you kind of bring awareness. It's just bringing awareness to people and empowering them to do something about it before, you know, before they need something. You know, um, getting getting all these these um, luxuries that you want to have in your life. Um, no one thinks about people. Not no one. I don't want to generalize that, but many people don't think about it until, you know, they want it. And then guess what, Chastity? It's, it's, they it's they're it. in a hurry. And, you know, it takes time to to get these things together. And when you're in a hurry and you're rushing, you know, that's not always the best way and most um, effective way to get things that you need. Well, I really wanted to bring in the conversation of it, Cheryl, um, just because, like you said, people aren't thinking about our credit, you know, until it's time that you want something, you know. And that's why I started off the beginning of the program, like remember when we were getting ready to go to college or graduating from high school and you received your first credit card application, but no one really explained that this score would actually impact our lives or (laughs) my life for the rest of my life. My mom kept was saying, you make sure you pay that bill. But I'm like, I was doing that at first, but when I skipped the first payment or I was late on it, you know, mm-hmm. nothing happened. I didn't get on punishment. Nobody kept <laughs> called and yelled at me. So I'm like, she must not know that these people won't even do nothing. I could still use it. <laughs> but no one explained to me um, really the importance of it until – the time came and it was time for me to purchase my first car and it was time for me to get my first apartment, um, just like you said. And that's when that number came back up and I'm like, credit, what? And so now here I am, 20, 21 years old, and I'm faced with, you know, two years of just being retarded and, you know, just not knowing. Um, my mom meant well, but she just didn't tell me that. 
So I, I, that's why I love this conversation because I remember how disempowered I felt in that moment. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I wish we did have um, something in the school a curriculum that. You know, I remember being in high school and having a teacher that taught us how to balance checkbook, our checkbooks mm. and how to do our easy tax form, our easy 1040 easy form. And no way. You know, I didn't know anything about credit at that time, and it would have been great for them to just be able to incorporate that into the uh, curriculum um, since we were already touching on a little bit of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, why not go ahead? And, and today, they, I don't think they do it today either. So, no, um, that's, that's crazy, but, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and that's the crazy part about it is it's not being talked about. We're talking about everything else um, from geometry to a whole bunch of other, you know, theorems um, that I have not personally used since I've graduated from high school. I have not used it in school. I haven't even used it in my graduate programs. So um, I just think it's absolutely hilarious that we teach a lot of supposed critical thinking skills, but nothing that really does sustain our life. But at the end of the day, it's a business for corporate America to continue to get rich off of people um, during this time of the year um, Mm -hmm. who have poor credit but have a lump sum of money and no one's doing anything to really put themselves in a better position for later on this year or even next year. So that's why I really wanted to have this conversation to talk about those type of things, Um, and especially in a non-threatening manner, Mm -hmm. because this is a conversation that does sometimes bring shame to people. It does bring shame. Um, And like even for me, when I'm speaking to people about insurance, you know, I try to go in jeans and, you know, uh, just a regular blouse or something, just so people feel very comfortable with talking to me about something, you know, their money. You know, what I noticed, Cheryl, and I'm sure you can attest to this, that people will talk to us about the craziest things in the world. Like you could think about this at work. Like people will talk to you about sex, they'll talk to you about their their uh, husband, their spouse, all the things that we really shouldn't talk about. Our kids, right. our friends' best, our best friend's business, this person's business. But when you ask them about their credit score, or do they have insurance, or about their finances, then there's a guard. Get out my business. Right. What? Right. You didn't talk to me about the most intimate things in your life. Right. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, so it's just like, you know, all of that fear and the stigma around it, that's why I try to create a very relaxed atmosphere around it because I want people to feel okay and comfortable with approaching you with the questions, coming to you with it, and trusting the process with how all of it actually does work. So I thank you so much again about that. Um, So let's talk about some of the things that determine um, or what determines the good credit or the poor credit other than, um, like I said, you know, I used an example earlier when I was 18 and I had different charge cards and I was able to get away with being late, so I thought, because nobody was calling and putting me on punishment. How juvenile was my thinking? <laughs> but, you know, I didn't realize that um, – there was other back-end consequences behind this that I didn't know about. So can you expound about on some of those things, like what what are some of the things that drive a poor credit score and oh, what absolutely. are 
some of the things that could drive a good credit score? Great questions. Great questions. Okay, so some people, um, when they go out and get, let's say they get, uh, you know, a Macy's credit card, and, you know, maybe they have a $500 credit limit because they're just starting out. Um, And, you know, they go out and they charge up $400, and their minimum payment is $25. And they're making their minimum payments. They're not late or anything, but they're making their minimum payments. And I'm going to make two points with this. So uh, although they're making their minimum payments and they're on time, um, their score will be okay. However, because they used up so much of that credit line, it will drop it a little bit. Um, you, you don't want to use up your whole credit line. Um, you want to you want to stay closer to the to the bottom. So if you've got a five hundred dollar credit limit, you might want to stay around fifty dollars um, and pay that you know in your minimum payments, and then that's how you're going to build your credit. Um, you know, the higher um, I don't want to be con- I don't want to confuse people. You know, say if you have a thousand dollar credit limit and you use um, nine hundred dollars, the same thing. You want to keep your credit your credit balance your balance on the lower end because that shows creditors that you know you're not going crazy with your credit cards. And if, if another creditor comes along and lends you you know gives you a credit card, that you're not going to just charge up these cards and leave and leave them. So it's just showing good faith when you do that. I know it seems kind of backwards because, you know, you're getting the credit card to establish your credit, but at the same time they don't want you to use it. Uh, but you want, to, you want to use it, but you want to pay it down quickly. You don't want it to stay high. You don't want it to keep those high balances. So that could, those high balances could, you know, they're going to determine some of your, your credit score. Um, a small portion. The most important thing, though, um, Chas, is to um, make the payments on time. So even if you're making those payments at $25, that's a good thing. Um, that's going to determine, making payments on time determines about 35% of your credit score. So that's huge. Um, mm-hmm. I have, um, for an example, I have people um, that tell me, I'll ask them, well, how's your credit score? And they say, um, you know, oh, it's not bad. You know, I was only late twice mm-hmm. on my credit card. <laughs> so, you know, I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing at the person. Um, you know, it, what, you know, when you know better, you do better. Um, right. When you make a late payment, that drops your score really, really down low. So you don't want to make a late payment. You want to pay on time. All mm-hmm. of your credit cards, your car loans, everything that you have, even if you can only afford to make that minimum payment, you want to mm-hmm. pay it on time. That's 35% mm. of your score. Good it's Lord. Huge. Yeah, yeah, that is huge. Gosh. That's the biggest so, thing I find in talking to people that they have, you know, the reason that their score is dropping amongst a lot of other things, some other things. But that's a huge one right there because people don't think it's a big deal because they go and pay it five days late. They think it's okay. People really, some people really think that, that it's okay. Mm. Mm. I was one of those yeah. people. I, I just told you I just did a confessions with you guys earlier in the call. I was one of those people. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. oh, my gosh. So, listen, I, I'm thinking about it, like, in a real simplistic way, okay, mm-hmm. because I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to finish my MBA. And so when I think about 35% of my score, I'm thinking out of 100%, which is how we base everything, um, out of 100%, you're saying 35%. That takes us almost down to a D. That's like 65% less. 
I don't know what school anybody's in, but 65%, like, that's not good. So we really should be mindful of making sure we make our payments every month on time is what you're really saying because that's almost half of the score. Right. Wow. 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 So, okay, so I I definitely appreciate you even um, expounding on that information there um, and explaining that portion of it. So those are the type of things that will make your score go down is by not paying it on time. But what are some of the good things that we can do to continue to build it um, other than just paying our credit on time? Should we have, like, a different mix of credit, um, or is it better to, like, not have anything or – like what? What what are some of the other things that a person could do? Like if I have my Macy's card already and I'm making a payment but the mm-hmm. card is but it's moving slow, um, should I get maybe another one or maybe um you know, maybe a different mix of it or Yeah. Be- you could. You could do a mix of credit, um but it only affects your credit score by about ten percent. Um if you know if you have a mix of credit cards and installment loans, let's say you have a Macy's card and then you have, you know, an installment loan for your car or and or a um gas card or, you know, just mm-hmm. a mix of different types of credit um credit um credit lines. Um okay. so yeah, a mix of credit is good, but what's even better than that mm-hmm. is um, the amount that you owe. So I kind of hit on it a little mm-hmm. bit, but I didn't want to sound, um, make it confusing to what I was trying mm-hmm. to say. Uh, mm-hmm. The amount that you owe, when I was talking about the Macy's card and having a high balance, if you have a credit line of 1000 and you use up $999, um, that would, that would um, not help you. Um, if you only uh. had a balance of $100, only 10%, um, that affects your credit score by 30%. So the amount you currently owe affects your credit score. So we're talking between paying on time and the amount Mm -hmm. you owe out, you're talking a total Mm -hmm. of 65%. So those are the two big whoppers that will help your credit score. Um, So you Mm -hmm. have those credit lines, you have those mixes. So you have a credit card, you have an installment loan, uh, maybe you have another form of credit. Um, Mm -hmm. You have a good mix, but how much of those credit lines are you using? Mm. If you're only using a small amount of those credit lines, then that will definitely um, help your credit score to go up. Got it, got it. If you've got so that a makes sense. credit limit and your balance is only $100, 150 200 you better believe that's going to affect your credit score in a positive way. Mm, okay, okay. Because then what it basically looks like is um, if I put it in layman's term for everyone to understand – Mm-hmm. It's just like um, instead of using or like even with our paycheck, if you pay, if you use your whole checkup, vice of another person who gets paid the same amount that you get paid, but they are living off of less than 50%, then a lender is looking at them like you're a little more responsible with your money. Because if you're using up all of your credit, um, then if something happens, then you don't really have any credit left and you may not pay the bill next month. Is that pretty much it? That's exactly. You you hit the nail on the head. Good Lord. Good Lord. It's so much science to all of this. You would think that they would really teach this from, like, middle school and up, you know, because 
as as simple as it sounds, it's like most of us just didn't know that. I didn't know those type of things. So that's why I just love to talk about it and just make it really simplistic during this time, especially during tax season, where people are just going to buy here, pay here, paying the astronomical fees that you just talked about. Um, I know in Ohio, people were still being charged like 18 or 20% for cars. I don't know what it is in Massachusetts, but um, the rates were really, really high um, at those different buy here, pay here's versus if you just go to a credit union and if you have good credit, it's only like, you know, 3 4% and sometimes 0% with, like you said, they're really good credit. So, Wow. Wow. So, you know, we're actually talking to Cheryl here. Um, Definitely do appreciate uh, Cheryl. Um, She's here in the Massachusetts area, a very astute person in the credit business, explaining to us about our credit scores, what drives the credit scores, um, how they are affected, because guess what? At the end of the day, she does help people with credit, and she also helps sell them a home. And if you're about to get kicked out of your home, she's actually the person that help a person stay in there too, right, Cheryl? Right. <laughs> so she's like all the way around the girl that really does know what she's talking about about these credit scores. So that's why we have her on the call here today, if you just chimed in. Um, Cheryl, what I want to do is be respectful here. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pay our dues over here and do a real quick commercial that we are required to do. So that will give you about another um, two and a half minutes to get grab you a drink of water if you can or some tea. And then we'll come back and we'll finish um, conversing with Cheryl Stevens, talking to her about credit this afternoon or this evening. Okay. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle where we heal the mind, body, and soul. Join us every Monday for Totally Whole with Dr. Rosemary Cook and Pastor Bridget as they discuss issues related to spirituality and mental health with emphasis on wholeness of mind, body, and spirit. Get your money right Tuesdays on Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show is the tool you need to develop a healthy relationship with your money and financial legacy. Every Thursday is a treat as we mix it up. On the first Thursday of the month, it's Total Empowerment with Angela Hart, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out. The second Thursday of the month is Relationship Talk on One Love, One Connection, One Up with Reverends Arlene Cahet and Harvey L. Bailey, as they give you practical advice for creating a spiritual union to have the relationship you want. Call in with your relationship questions. Calling all brothers on the third Thursday of the month, it's the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam. It's a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. When there is a fourth Thursday in the month, we have the Healing Paradigm with Reverend Arlene Cahet, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. Every Friday, let's talk love, sex, and nutrition with sexual wellness coach Bondria Walters and sex enthusiast Nakia Lana, the hottest sexual health and wellness and nutrition show around. This is for the grown and sexy. Listen at your own risk. If you don't know, now you know. 
the Family Healing Circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's the best in entertainment, education, and talk radio. Here on Money Matters with Chastity Wells Uh, Super excited about this evening And our guest and our topic here that we are conversing on We actually have Cheryl Stevens here from Massachusetts She's speaking with us about credit Getting our credit fixed during this tax season A lot of people are receiving um, tax returns Even if it's just a few hundred dollars And a lot of times um, from statistics that it looks like I, I think I grabbed this information from Forbes, but I could be misquoting them. But I did just read that more than um, 85% of the people who receive a tax return actually spend their money on frivolous things. And when I actually have read that information, that's what um, inspired me during this time, during tax season, to talk about something that really does matter and it does affect each and every one of us, and that is our credit. So joining us here this evening is Cheryl Stevens from Massachusetts. She's actually a credit restoration expert. She's been helping people with restoring their credit um, for purchasing homes, keeping people in their homes, and for a lot of other personal things that they want to do, even as to purchasing cars and apartments and many other things. So if you haven't had the opportunity to hear um, this phenomenal information from this woman that is on fire, welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And Cheryl, welcome back from our break. Did you get an opportunity to get you some water? And, uh, I did. <laughs> absolutely. I know that two minutes, it helps me out too. I'm like guzzling down tea, water, everything, because we don't realize how much we speak. You know, your mouth will be like, (laughs) so absolutely. I definitely appreciate all the wealth of information that you've shared so far, talking to us about what a credit score is, talking to us about what a FICO score is, because a lot of times people just don't know what those type of things are. Um, And we talked about what determines good credit and poor credit. And that credit scores actually range anywhere from 350 all the way up to 850, which is really, really big in gap of a number. So if a person has like a 500, what we still must realize is that's not even, you may try to consider yourself like, oh, I'm in the middle ground. No, that's still actually <laughs> closer to poor credit than it is good credit. So I appreciate you just going in depth about all of that and explaining it. But I still have some more information I just wanted to kind of pull out of you um, just so we can talk about it a little bit more um, because some of the listeners may already knew some of that information um, and maybe they were kind of a little more interested in um, collections. Um, And, you know, if you don't have enough time this evening to talk about it, we can definitely piggyback it for another show if we need to so we can just talk about just that. Um, Or... You know, you can go as far as you need to do talking about it, but I know during this time a lot of people who are in default of 
student loans, um, car loans, old credit cards. Um, I've even seen where people are reselling debt now and these collection agencies that pop up out of everywhere, it seems, they start calling people during this time to start hounding them for money that was old on, let's say, a Macy's credit card. Since we've been using Macy's all night, I'm just keeping it rolling with the Macy's story. Um, but how how would you recommend that I handle something like that? I mean, if you don't mind just using me as like a, you know, easy scenario so it's easy for people to understand. If I have an old Macy's card that I had, Years ago, like you said, with $500, and I actually just spent it up, and I kind of came on hard times after a divorce, and I wasn't able to pay it. What would you recommend if somebody's calling me now from ABC um, Collection Agency talking to me about that Macy's card? Should I go ahead and give them the $600 that they're talking about that I need to pay them? Or, you know, because they're even talking about working with me sometimes at like $300 for half the debt. Should I pay them off, or what do you recommend I do, or should I just um, pay you or, you know, your company to help me get this resolved? What do you recommend? Absolutely. Good question. Good question. Uh, yeah, collectors, collection companies. Um, in my opinion, in my opinion, there's a lot of scams out there with regards to collections. If you get a call, Chastity, from Macy's, and they say to you, Hey Chastity, I'm calling. Uh, this is I'm calling from Macy's. My name is such and such. I'm calling to uh, let you know that we have, you know, a balance. You have a balance due of six hundred dollars, and you know you need to make a payment, or we're going to do X, Y, and Z. What I want you to do, Chastity, and your listeners should write this down, is you need to say to that caller, send it to me in writing, cease and desist. That's it. Mm. Wow. So, and just it. They don't need to okay. be calling you about an old debt. What collections company, What they, that debt was already paid. That debt, that, I'm sorry, that collection was already paid. You know, mm-hmm. these companies have insurance for this kind of, kind of thing. This is something else that, that people aren't aware of. Um, when companies, uh, you know, have uh, collections from people mm-hmm. that haven't paid, they have insurance mm-hmm. that covers them, so they got paid. What they do is they go out then after that and they sell the debt off. They sell those those accounts for pennies on the dollar, and then those companies try to collect again. Mm. Mm. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. So let me make sure we heard this right here. Um, okay. So like with if ABC. A collection company is calling me about my old Macy's bill, not the Macy's company, because of course, you know, like you said, they're they're not going to be calling me anymore, not after two years. But ABC Collections start calling me. You're saying I should just tell them cease and desist, and you know, send it to me in writing. Correct. Wow, wow. And so then, basically, um, then what do I do if they actually have that those collection things? Is that where we will reach out to you? Um, to be able to assist us with some of those things? Correct. And I was just going to add to that, that Mm -hmm. our company, um, United Credit, what we do is we have all of the tools that you need, um, all of the written letters written by attorneys to deal with these collectors. So we Mm -hmm. have the answers to those problems. You don't have to try to figure it out. We we get so many people that call, and they're, they're so stressed out, Chastity, 
about mm. all of this debt and, and all of these problems and all of these collections, and then, you know, they let it go, and, you know, we all have, you know, issues going on in our life, and, you know, life gets in, in the way sometimes, and we just can't deal with it. We let the, the mail pile up, you know what I mean? Mm. And so mm-hmm. we're not answering these these um, these collectors, and then things just get out of hand. Um, we can We can help you before it gets to that point, you don't have to get overwhelmed with, with the debt collectors and so on and so forth. You can get the help before it gets to that point, before somebody starts trying to garnish you and, and take your money out of your check. You don't want it to get to that point. Good Lord. I couldn't, it's oh, very Lord. serious. Yeah, it's that very is serious. very serious. Yeah, that you know, definitely it, is serious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, once they start garnishing you, who knows? I mean, you need your check. You don't want, I mean, I don't want somebody garnishing my, my check, you know. Right. Um, and especially they're going to garnish it for, for debt I may not even legally owe. How about that? Mm. Mm. Wow. So if a person is facing those type of things like a repossession, um, you know, those type of things, should they reach out to an attorney first um, to file bankruptcy? Or if they're just facing collections, should they just contact you and your company, United Credit, to start moving? Um, what, how do yeah, you recommend it? Contact us, and then you know everybody's situation is different. Okay, everybody mm-hmm. is different. Not every situation is the same. Many are not um, alike. So you want to just call and 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 reach out to us and see how we can get get you some help before you're paying $2,000, $2,500 for a bankruptcy attorney. Mm. That, by the way, you may not even have to file. Really? So, really. So people are actually filing for bankruptcy, and they may not even need to do it. I thought bankruptcy helps our credit score. It doesn't? Well, let me tell you something about bankruptcy and credit scores. Um, bankruptcy, um, some people, let me make a disclaimer. Some people just have to file. If you're trying to save your house for, you know, or, or something like, some, sometimes you just have to do it, okay? But if you're if you're facing some unsecured debt and you're just overwhelmed with unsecured debt, you may not have to file bankruptcy. And just remember this: when you are filing bankruptcy, you are not just filing the bankruptcy. Let's say if you have ten creditors, um, ten credit card companies and banks and lenders and things, credit unions that um, you have accounts with that you owe money to, all of those, and you file, you know, you file your bankruptcy, all of those accounts are going to be included in that bankruptcy. So what does that mean for you and your credit score? Your credit score is not only going to drop way down because you filed a bankruptcy, but all of those items in the bankruptcy are also going to be added onto your credit report. For instance, some people think that, because I used to think it, if you file bankruptcy, that's just one delinquency. That's just one, you know, one account that's late. Well, it's not. If you have ten items, it's actually, a, you know, all of those as well. So now you've got all of these derogatory or negative items on your credit, you know, versus, you know, us trying to help you and getting you um, getting you some relief before um, having to file bankruptcy. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. 
That's absolutely, it's, it's just amazing. It's, it's absolutely crazy because a lot of times people think, oh, well, let me just file bankruptcy. You know, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with, you know, someone trying to do X, Y, and Z to me. You know, these uh, creditors, not you, you know, collectors are trying to contact me at my job. They're doing this. They're doing that. And you're saying this could put us in a worse situation. Right, right. And the best thing to do is to to let us know so that we can figure out, you know, if it, you know, if you if you need to file, then you need to file. We're not trying to, right. you know, make somebody, you know, sign up for a service that they don't really need and they need to file bank. That's not what we're here for. So, Absolutely. you know, we have to look at the situation and figure it out from there. What those, awesome. what, what your specific situation might be. Awesome, awesome. You know, and that's what I love about your company as well, Cheryl, is because I have noticed over the years, even um, knowing you all and, you know, even going through the program, even for myself, is if a person does genuinely, they're trying to save a home, if you don't have a situation that's ideal for just restoration of your credit, you have something real serious, um, then, you know, then there are other options. Um, and that's what right. I love is just the ethical part of your company. Um, no one's just trying to steal people money. There's no hook and crook over here or anything else like that. You know, everything is just open and honest. And so I definitely do appreciate that because a lot of times people don't explain that. And I know uh, att- bankruptcy attorneys, they're truly not going to explain any of that. They're just telling you to bring your $2,500, are you making a payment today or tomorrow, whatever the case may be, and sign here. So I definitely appreciate you even bringing the clarity to the conversation and making sure we definitely do understand that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It's really important for people to know that. And I think that people just, you know, know, when you know better, you do better. That's what I like Mm -hmm. to say. You know, when you know better, you do it. If you don't know, you don't know. But once you mm. do know, uh, you know, if you're not helping yourself, maybe you can offer, you know, the help to someone else and help them and bless them with the information. Right, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so shifting gears a little bit, um, talking about something a little more fun um, other than collections, because that can be so grim sometimes. Um, but it is a reality that we have to deal with with credit. <laughs> Um, another one of your topics that I know that you are very uh, familiar with is preparation for purchasing a home. Um, if you can, talk to us a little bit about uh, the important steps that credit do play in preparing to purchase a home. And if you don't mind, even talking about what the minimum score is to purchase a home. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, this is a funner, this is more fun. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, you know, because people are like, yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, Okay, so credit score for purchasing a home, um, 620. You need a 620. No, that's the the minimum. You know, we like to see it higher because, you know, interest rates are, you know, uh, are everything, and and you want Mm -hmm. a higher score so that, you know, you can get a better rate. So that's the first thing. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this real quick. Um, just because we have seen that, um, or even for myself personally, I'll use myself, that my Equifax is different than my Experian, which is different from my TransUnion. They all have different scores. Um, mm-hmm. They're not 100 points apart, but they are different. So sure. is it the 620 as the whole FICO score, or is it 
let's say there's a 620 on Experian, a 620 on TransUnion, but who did I not say? Equifax is, let's say, 300. Oh, no, I didn't want to go that far in the extreme. <laughs> let's say Equifax is only 580. So let's say that. Mm-hmm. And then your um, FICO score is 620 or 628, or whatever the case may be, do you still qualify, um, or do all three need to be over 620? Okay, that's a great question. I'm glad you brought that up because I probably would have forgot about it. It's going to depend on your lender. It's going to depend on the mortgage company or the bank. And it's funny you brought that up because I just got talking to a mortgage lady um, last week Friday, Thursday, Mm -hmm. last week Thursday. Mm -hmm. And with her company, they take the middle score, okay? So oh. if you've got a 580, you've got a 620, and you've got a 640, they're going to take the 620. Got so it. So it just depends on going through. It's no, it's no cut-or-dry answer for that. Um, yeah, that's the answer to that. Wow, 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 wow. See, that's why we have to have these conversations because no one would know that. Like people will think, okay, 620, bam, I'm going to pay for this free credit report or whatever the case may be, and then you look and you see your FICO and your FICO says 640, and you're like, boom, I'm ready to rock. But, mm-hmm. you know, you get to a lender, you get to someone, and then they're like, yeah, you're really at a 580 because this is this and this is that. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate mm-hmm. you even just breaking down the complexity of that because if we're not told these type of things, it's super confusing. And, oh, my gosh, why in the world would we have known that? <laughs> so, thank you so much for explaining that because, yeah. heck, yeah. So, it's always something you, know, people, you still got to know. People, it depends on who you're going to. If what you want to do is you want to shop around, and that goes right into what, I was, um, what I'm going to talk about, um, the pre-approval process. Um, when you're getting ready to buy a home or you're interested in buying a home, what, what what I like to do, and, you know, all agents, you know, they may not work like me, but I can tell you um, that with my 10 years' experience, the way I do it, it just works uh, for the folks that I work with. Um, I always want them to get a pre-approval first. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I typically will not show a house to anybody unless they've had that pre-approval. Um, and the reason for that is, um, let's say you go out, let's say, Chastity, you call me, you, Shirley, I'm I'm ready to buy a house. I, I see 10 houses that I want to go look at, and mm-hmm. I take you to see those 10 houses, and then you like one of them and you want to make an offer on it. Well, in order to make that offer, we need to have you pre-approved. We need a lender to say, yes, Chastity can afford this house. Um, so that's why I don't show houses, and many agents won't show a house until we have that pre-approval. So the, my first step is talking to the person about, you know, their credit and where they're at and mm-hmm. sending them to a, um, you know, a, a mortgage lender or a bank. Um, if they don't have a, a particular bank that they use, you know, I'll give them a, about three different mortgage people that they can go to. I don't ever recommend just one person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just send them to a few different people that they can go to, and then they can they can figure out who they want to work with, you know, depending on, you know, the personalities involved. Um, and and that mortgage person will you know um, will pull their credit and and get them going, and then they'll you know we'll go look at some houses if they if they qualify you know um, we'll go look at some houses, and even if they're not quite there but they're almost there they you know maybe they need that six twenty and they're at like a six ten, 
I'll still mm-hmm. take the time and start, you know, I won't necessarily take them into the homes, but I will definitely send them some homes that they can kind of see and, and look online for and stuff like that. Um, so that's the mm-hmm. first step is pre-approval um, to, to look at houses. Um, and, and that's how we start the process. And, you know, I have some paperwork that I give them that they can review and, and talk over with me and, and I can answer their questions and so on and so forth. Um, and that's how we start. That's how we start the process. Mm. Mm. Wow, that's uh, that's definitely a wealth of information. Um, just explaining that and the importance of knowing the difference between our scores and our FICO score and knowing what the lenders are actually looking for. And that guess what? We cannot go in homes if your credit score is not where it needs to be. Cheryl is like, you're not riding in my car, and I'm not showing you inside of a home. I'll send you an email, but <laughs> unless your credit score is over 620, you can't ride in my car and gas prices. Right. Oh, Cass, can I add something to that one thing? Go ahead, please, um, please. It, it really it has to do with uh, people that are looking to rent um, mm-hmm. because this is huge. and Not everybody wants to be a homeowner and not everybody's ready to buy. And, and there are mm-hmm. a lot of people that look for rentals and, and you know, want, want to rent a nice house or a nice apartment. Well, that, mm-hmm. that you also need a good credit score for that. So, you know, what? if you've got... Just to rent a house? To rent a house. Oh, absolutely. They're going to pull your credit. Landlords, you know, and I'm, I'm going to tell you from the state of Massachusetts, we have a very, very tough state when it comes to landlord-tenant law. So you want to definitely make sure your credit is on the up and up because landlords are looking at your credit. And if you've got an eviction because you didn't pay your last landlord, guess what's going to happen? Nothing. Yeah. Wow. So wow. you definitely want to make sure that you, you know, start looking at your credit and, um, you know, getting your credit repaired so that you can even find a rental nowadays. Oh, Lord. Wow. This is this is so it's, – it's just so much to talk about. It's so much to talk about, and we have very little time just to really dive into it. It just seems like this should just be segmented information that should be handed down from – middle school, high school, on for the rest of our lives because it's so much information um, just to talk about. Um, Well, last thing real quick I just wanted us to hit on, um, what about if a person says, I don't have any credit, you know, but I do make over six figures, you know, annually. You know, I make over $100,000, but I ain't got no credit. You know, I'm going to still rent me a house or I'm going to still purchase me a house. You're saying that that can't happen even if that person makes six figures? Well, I will tell you from my experience, and everything that, you know, um, I've said um, is from my personal experience and what I've learned over the years, Um, absolutely. Somebody that makes six figures can rent a house without credit. But here's the thing. The landlord is probably going to say, I want a year's worth of rent up front. That might be something that they they offer you because then, you know, there's no risk. They're kind of buying out their lease, buying their lease. Now, wow. we, uh, but, you know, what we recommend is that they come and see us because we do have some programs that would help them establish some credit. Um, you know, it could be, um, you know, a secured credit card. It could be, you know, we have a we have a program where people could um, use their rent to um, establish a trade line of credit. So if okay. you've been paying rent, 
for six months, a year, two years, five years, ten years, we can actually, we have a program that we can actually get that added to your credit file so that you really? can get credit for paying those rents on time. Absolutely. It's a phenomenal um, program. Will raise your credit, so it should raise your credit score very quickly. Wow, that's powerful. So, is that just something that's done in Massachusetts, um, or when a person is getting ready to rent a home, it, or is that pretty much standard nationally? We would just have to go through the National, proper channels of your lender. Um, we do it through United Credit, and it's one of our services that we that we have, and um, it's it's all across the United States of America, no matter where you live. <laughs> Good Lord, that is phenomenal. So you're saying like even for people who are renting homes and different things like that, you know, we could just actually use your program for that just to get credit that we are actually paying our rent every month on time or, you know, different things Mm -hmm. like that just so it shows more credit worthiness. Right. I mean, somebody that could bring, like say, you know, I'm I'm not making promises because everybody's different, but let's say mm-hmm. if you had a credit like 580 and you were trying to get mm-hmm. to that that 62640 or whatever, that could actually, if you if you recorded, you know, two years worth of um, rent payments, that might bring you up to that 640. It's, it's, wow. it's big because you're talking about a two year history of good credit. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's very powerful. That is really powerful. And so, is that something that's just retrograded? On there, um, does it show from like um, what year is this? Twenty sixteen. <laughs> does it go back to like a person who's been written since twenty fourteen? If they're at the same place, um, right. does it show the good credit for twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, up into current? You're saying you could, you could do it. Um, there's a few different ways you can do it. Um, mm-hmm. The furthest that we'll go back and look is two years, even if it's two or three different landlords. The fur- furthest we will go back is two years. Um, so we, we'll go back a two-year period, we'll go back a one-year period, or if you don't want to do that, may- maybe your credit score is already okay and you just want to start from today, you can do that as well. That's powerful. That's powerful. Are you able to talk about how much of that service is um, before we conclude and um, talk about the rest of it? Yes, that service um, to build your uh, credit through paying rent is uh, a 25. Now, I'm going to give you the, the, the prices for, let's say if there's one person on the lease, not not a couple, just one person. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at a $25 one-time registration fee, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at $4.95 a month to have your, you know, rent reported every month. $4.95. Wow. If you want to go back the two years, it's um, an additional $130, which can be split into two payments. I hope I'm not confusing. Um, uh-uh, no, only, I think, and so if we split into two payments, that's $65 a piece, correct? Correct. Okay. And then if you just want to go back the one year worth of rental history, then it's a payment of $60. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's like a whole trade line in and of itself. That's awesome. That's exactly what you're doing. You're building that trade line, and it's perfect 
the people who are trying to, you know, get their score up so they can get a house. Or I shouldn't even use making getting a house as an as a as an excuse because this is something everybody can use. If you are mm-hmm. paying rent, and it, you need to be on this program for sure, because it's a no. It's wow. just a no. It's easy. It's too easy not to do. Right, right. It's really like, a no-brainer. This is the time to get these things. These things are going to benefit you for for a long time, for a long mm. time. It's all about financial literacy and getting yourself ready financially. So this is it. This is this is the way you can do it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I do. Oh, my gosh. It's just so much information. And that's something so cool that I didn't even know that you were going to bring to the platform, too. So um, definitely, I think, you know, for $25, um, four ninety five a month, I mean, we're talking about a small – it's not even an investment. I can't even call it an investment. I'm just going to say because I, we can spend more than that on Starbucks co- coffee a month. Um, I, a cup of coffee is like five dollars and so i just that's not even an investment i'm not even going to call it that i'm gonna just say just do it just do it (laughs) you know that's what i tell people just do it it just makes sense it just makes sense it's a no-brainer i hate to use that term but it's really a no-brainer you want to build your credit score this is an easy way that you can do it easy and inexpensive and it's going to benefit you long term my goodness, this, I love it. this rent that you're paying. Why shouldn't you get credit for your rent? Right. You know, why, you're paying every you know, single why month. Why is that if, you're, if, you, if you get kicked out, you're, you're, you have an eviction? Why shouldn't you get credit for paying your rent on time? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because the negative parts do show up on people's credit if you get kicked out. Yep, if you owe somebody some money, that does show up on your credit. So I think that's only fair. That's really balancing the scales there. So I think that's phenomenal. That's truly phenomenal. You are so even right. talking about, sorry about that. Yeah, that was definitely fun. That was definitely phenomenal. That is some good yeah. stuff. I think right there we need to um, clap again here because that that was that was some good stuff. So yeah. <laughs> Right. I love that. That cracks me up. <laughs> All right. So listen. Um, all right. So if you can, um, real quick, just so I can make sure that that is really clear, um, how it's being proven. If you can explain that service one um, time, I had someone just ask me. Um, I think they probably had just chimed in, but how do you um, prove that you actually have paid the rent one time? You're saying that that was a service that your company provided, correct? Absolutely. That's a great question. Um, you, your landlord will be contacted. And, and let me let me get to that, okay, because um, I left this part out, and this is really important. It's not just that you're paying your rent on time. It's that you're paying your rent during the month. So. February 9th is today. Your rent was due on February 1st. If you pay your rent tomorrow, it's still going to show up as an on-time rent payment on your credit file. How about that? And your landlord wow. will be contacted, and, and I'm, I'm not sure of exactly what the wording is that they'll use, but did, did Cassidy Wells pay her rent this month, yes or no, mm-hmm. period? Mm-hmm. That's it. Wow. Wow. 
And so then the company, they're actually building something that shows the name of the apartment complex, whether it's Fogel Apartments or whatever the name of the apartment complex is, that it was paid right. on time. Wow, oh, like a correct. whole trade line. Mm. A whole that's trade powerful. line, yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. And I think that's yeah, really powerful, too, because um, I know people pay a lot of money for, um, you know, adding themselves to other people's credit and different things like that, and not to knock that because that's powerful too. But I think that this is a really simple way just to even boost it. So for we were just talking about the one person who says they don't have any credit, but they're looking at purchasing a home and they make good money. So it's like if you make that type of money, then make the investment into yourself because if you're making good money, I'm sure you've paid your rent on time, invest in this type of service. You may not need total credit restoration, but you can definitely use this as a vehicle to help leverage and bring your credit score up. So I think that's powerful, Cheryl. I definitely do appreciate you taking the time and explaining that. So um, tell the people how they can get a hold of you and, um, you know, all that good stuff, because I'm sure they're going to want to talk to you about this after, you know, this hot conversation we just had. Okay, well, whoever, you know, people want to get a hold of me, the best way to get a hold of me is to text me because I'm I'm on the go all day, pretty much every day, but I do respond to texts very quickly and and just give me the best time to call you and I'll call you back. Um and that number is uh 413 244-8649. That's my cell number. Did you want to give it one more time? 413-244-8649. Do you have a website or anything else that you wanted to share with anyone? Because I know you're doing um, the real you, estate yeah, and different things web- like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, my website I can give you is Shirley, S-H-I-R-L-E-Y, Stephen, S-T-E-P-H, info. Awesome, awesome. Definitely great information, Cheryl. I definitely appreciate it. I'm glad you even spelled your name out. Yeah, because I keep calling you Cheryl, so people probably were thinking C-H-E-R-Y-L, and I didn't even think about that until you spelled it out. I'm like, man, I should have been saying her entire name, but, you know, you get so caught up. Cheryl, it's just spelled S-H-I-R-L. That's okay. It's all good. Yeah, that's how I was doing it in my head, but it wasn't until you start spelling it out that I was like, man, I'm glad she did that because, you know, they can find the right person online, so definitely good information. Did you have anything else that you wanted to share with us um, before we wrapped up? Um, no, just um, I appreciate you, you know, inviting me on to the program, and I hope that everybody, you know, took something from it. Maybe not not everything, but one little piece, a nugget that will help them to, you know, get their credit together and um, make a decision in getting their credit together. Um, you know, with credit, with real estate, I help people all across the USA. It doesn't matter what state you live in. I have real estate partners all over the place. So uh, we can help you with uh, whatever your real estate needs are and your credit needs all over the country. That's powerful, powerful, powerful. So that's awesome. So if you're looking at purchasing a home or, you know, um, anything like that, are you able to help with rental properties as well since you have uh different partners all over the country? 
Can they reach out to you for that too? Absolutely. Okay, so there's your point of contact. I mean, Cheryl will help us with our credit. She's going to help us even with finding that home or that rental home that you're looking for as well. Definitely reach out to Cheryl. Cheryl, thank you so much for your time and your commitment, your heart to serve, and just helping so many people with restoring their credit, educating them about their credit, um, and what we need to do to prepare ourselves to get into these homes this year, these new cars, even the rental property. If you're just trying to, like, forget buying a home, I don't want that responsibility. I just want to get in a decent neighborhood. Well, guess what? We still need good credit to get there, too. So I I thank you so much for this opportunity just to be able to share um, and just put all this information out there because this is really why I do the show um, for Money Matters is because I really want people to understand that even though it's a conversation that hasn't happened at our coffee table, it really is as simple as sitting at our coffee table and just talking about it. Very safe atmosphere where everyone is able to get the information. We know how it feels because, hey, guess what? I admit it early in the call. I was there. I didn't get it. I thought because nobody was putting me on punishment, somehow that credit score was fine. (laughs) Listen. I definitely do appreciate it. Um, And my name is Chastity Wells. I thank you so much for tuning in here this evening. Um, You're able to find me on all the social media platforms, Chastity A. Wells, that's C-H-A-S-I-T-Y. One T in my name, because if you put two T's, I think it's a lady with blonde hair that looks nothing like me. Bless her heart. Um, But... (laughs) She's on there. And I am here every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio talking about money matters. Um, I am a part of the Family Healing Circle because we are definitely talking about healing our families. And I bring the financial segment, making sure that we are able to heal our money and our relationship to money. You know the contact number is 646-929-0630. You're also able to visit me online at www.chastityaw.com. Wells.com. If you need to contact me, you're able to reach me at 614-230-6600. Again, it's 614-230-6600. I thank you so much, Cheryl, again, for co-hosting with me today and sharing this powerful information. Um, I'll definitely send you out the information that you need to be able to continue to um, put the information into the universe, impacting more lives. Thank you again, and thank you for everyone who's tuned in today. Thank you, Cheryl. Hey, Chastity, I appreciate you. Take care. Yes, ma'am. Thank you.